is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome to the best accidental Star Wars podcast this side of the galaxy. We're just simple clones trying to make our way like our father before us. (laughs) 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 And we are back two weeks in a row after what, you know, a month or so off. Uh, We're back at it. We're going to kick some names and take some butt or (laughs) (laughs) take some names and kick some butt. Yeah, we're all out of bubble gum. Get that reference. Boom. <laughs> um, Get some. We're going to travel back in time to some more Clone Wars this week. Um, kind of getting that Clone Wars vibe again after talking about the bounty last week. And, uh, you know, this one fo- sort of, I think, falls in line with where we're headed because there's a lot of the the CD underworld type of stuff going on in the bounty and now what is this season five episode 14 eminence is uh there's some underworld building in this episode that we're going to dig into a little bit but you know before we get to all of that i am arc trooper fives and he is locked and loaded commander quatros coming at you from my new underground bunker <laughs> so uh yes i had to go underground um i had too many um too many clankers coming after me and i had to find a safe place so i am i'm um i ha- i found a hacker uh, or a coder and uh i'm 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 uh, hacked into a uh a terminal for the uh, clone army radio and um i'm coming at you um from my underground palace or whatnot <laughs> but you're still operating using frequency 1138 right correct yes okay it, it took them it took, i had to dial it in and uh it uh it came in and uh i was able to uh connect via you know remote <laughs> noise um you know something i forgot to mention before we started that I wanted to bring up real quick. I don't know if you know anything about um, Hasbro Pulse, and they do this thing called HasLab, where th- that was how I got the Razor Crest that I still haven't received. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They they keep doing these HasLabs, and they had like three going on. Uh, I think three. One was a Ghostbusters Proton Pack, which was really cool, um, and one of them was a Black Series Rancor. I kind of just wanted to touch on it just because I'm kind of, you know how we talked about not holding back, right? Correct. Correct. (laughs) So politely, but not really, I want to say that I'm, I'm irritated with Hasbro. Okay. Um, I personally did not want the black series rancor just because I don't really get into collecting the black series stuff, but they, uh, they set this HasLab up for one at 349.99. Oh, 
for a Rancor. Three what? Three what? Three, three, $350. $350. Bones. That's, um, when you said um, this Hasbro lab thing, right? The first thing that came into my head was like, they know how to get you. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to get you. <laughs> Right. So they did the first one, they did Jabba's sail barge, which I think that was 500. I missed out on that, which is good and bad because it was 500. But, Mm -hmm. you know, understandable. The thing is huge. I don't know if it's as big as like that old, you know, aircraft carrier for G.I. Joe or anything, but it was huge and it had all kinds of cool things. Um, The Razor Crest, you know, that it had, I think it's one of the bigger ships the um to put in perspective the legacy millennium falcon was i think around i can't remember at retail it was either 150 or 300 i can't remember exactly but it made sense but a rancor at 350 dollars just one thing years greed all over the name of hasbro absolutely um and, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to agree with that 100 yeah so basically how the Haslab works is they get backers, you know, um, the, the number to get the Rancor built was 9,000 backers. And in that time, you know, each has lab, they introduce tiers. So if you get 12,000 backers, it gets this figure or this thing or whatever. Um, and the ones that they were introducing were repacks of figures that they've already sold in, in store, nothing new, nothing exciting. One of them was a cardboard backdrop that you could put the Rancor in front of, which really there's a, I, I don't know if I should mention his name, but there's a guy that sells uh, cardboard printouts and he makes them really well. This was nowhere near his level. Um, it's just like they kind of, what do you call it? Uh, like punched it in, I'm trying to think of the terminology for that. They oh, just, just like, kind of mailed it in? Yeah, mailed it in. There you go. Yeah. Um, and it was just awful. So, oh, and the the image that they made for the Rancor, the paint job just looked terrible. Hope, I would hope that they would make it look better once it, well, if it had gotten into production. Um, but it had, yesterday, I think it was when it ended. And before yesterday, it had dropped down to like 4,700 something backers. And somehow by the end of the day, they had, I think, 8,300 backers. Wow. And there are people speculating that Hasbro was padding those numbers to try to get people to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to miss out, so I have to back it. And uh, it didn't get backed, obviously. It didn't reach reach the 9,000. And instead of Hasbro just realizing because so many people have called them out. I even wrote something I think on their Instagram when they posted that it didn't make it. If, if they had just listened, it wasn't about, it was more about the price and the timing than anything. It's right around Christmas, right? Yeah. And $350 for something you're not going to have until 2023 during the month of Christmas, I think is ridiculous. Right. Um, they also had a couple, like I said, they had a couple other Haslabs going on at the time. So if you're a collector or a parent that wants to get something cool for their kid, yeah, you're doing that right around Christmas when you want to be able to, you know, buy gifts for people. It was just the the whole. It was so poorly managed. 
And, you know, in, in the thing I wrote, I doubt Hasbro read it or anything, but I was just like, you need to come out and admit that you made a mistake. Yeah. One. Well, well they'll never do it. <laughs> no, I know they never will. And they, and they're, they put out a thing saying that, uh, you know, say that it's didn't go, you know, it didn't get enough backers and they made it, they worded it in a way where it sounded like it was the fault of fans of the people. And I'm like, you are just a, I'm sorry. You were a garbage company for doing that. Are they trying to, they're trying to guilt you. Yeah, basically. Oh my goodness. When in reality, they offered repacked figures as in nothing new in the tiers. Yeah. Then they, they made the keeper, um, you know, the shirtless guy in return of the Jedi, they made him as part of that 9,000, you know, the first step of rancor and his keeper, which it should have been that way from the start. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they just, they should have admitted that they made a mistake and they should have been like, you know what? We're going to redo this at $150 or even yeah. $200. 200 is a little bit of a reach, but 150, I probably would have bought one. Okay. And, and I just, you know, obviously I'm a collector. I know you're, you're kind of starting to delve into all that again. And, uh, you know, I think that's a big part of our star Wars fandom and probably a, a lot of you out there listening. And I just, you know, I typically don't want to have a bad attitude. I don't even think I'm having a bad attitude. I just think that I'm disgusted with that company and they really need to put people in place um, there that understand not just Star Wars collectors, but kids. You right. Know, could you imagine your daughter going, hey, hey, can you get me this Rancor? It's $350. Yeah, forget no. it. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's, it. A, yeah. that's a video game console. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's obviously not marketed towards kids. It's obviously right. marketed towards, you know, um, adults with, you know, um, with, with income to spare. So um, the thing is, is like, but you have every right as the consumer, as you learn in like, you know, school, you know, um, buyer beware or company beware. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're, you're, you have the power, you know, to, to, to dictate where your money goes, but they're, they're like, um, to kind of use this, they're using like this GoFundMe business model, you know what I mean? To try to mm -hmm. like maximize their profits, um, and not give you a product until th two, three years from now. Like that's completely like, you know, I don't know what you're really buying. What do you like? What can you like physically buy? Like, okay, here's a, like, what could you give your kid if you do buy this thing? Like, um, here's an email saying that I'm going to get something in three years. Um, Merry Christmas. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's shades of like the mail aways for the original toys that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. But at least you knew like that was like legit. It was going to happen like this. Like they could shut it down. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then where does your money go? Like, do you get it back? Do they keep it? Like, do they f put it in another toy? Like, you don't know. Like, it's prototype stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, who knows what's going to happen, but, but you did the right thing by like not getting you know, involved and forcing your opinion on it that, you know, they're kind of being, um, they're, 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 you know, it was cool at first, you know what I mean? You know, to buy this exclusive thing, mm -hmm. Star Wars related, uh, but shame on you for like trying to take advantage of, of me and my, um, my collection habits, you know, yeah. my collecting habits. That's what, that's what it is. I think is they're, they know that collectors are going to gobble this stuff up and I, and bravo to anyone that's listening. That's a collector that, that 
kind of stands on my side of it. You know, bravo to you for standing your ground and to everybody out there that, right. that stood their ground on this because, you know, it, it's about time and, in, in, you know, these these types of situations where people need to be heard. The voice needs to be heard. And, and I think it was. I hope that Hasbro was like, oh, wow, we can't just throw crap at them and they'll pick it up you know yeah that's the uh, disney model <laughs> yeah which which worries me as well because i'm like you know my thought was maybe it's time for disney to you know kick hasbro to the curb and find another company but but mattel are they still around i think they are i think they make like wrestling figures and stuff um ninja turtles or no i think ninja turtles might actually be hasbro i oh. I mean, I'm like one track mind with Star Wars, so it's are hard. They still to... in Cincinnati? Maybe if someone from Cincinnati wants to chime in, let us know if they're still around. I thought Cincinnati was where they were from. I thought. I could be wrong. Well, I thought that was Kenner. Oh, is that Kenner? Oh, Kenner. I, yeah. Oh, okay. I okay, think. that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so they're not around anymore. No, because I, I think that, I don't think Kenner turned into Hasbro, but I think there's some, at least in the Star Wars world, Hasbro yeah. got kenner's you know star wars rights or whatever i'm not i'd have to watch the toys that made us thing again to really yeah. answer that <laughs> um right. but you know i just this is a platform i guess and and i wanted to take a minute and, and talk about that because it it bothers me that they can just you know they they released a pre-order today of a deluxe boba fett black series figure they want 32 dollars for it and That's it's not much. even deluxe, man. It's Boba Fett with his, you know, his new look, his new armor, right. with a jetpack and a couple of guns, and they're calling it deluxe. That's wrong. It, yeah, it's a, it's everything that the figure comes with. So I think they're just like, oh, you know, let's see what these people will pay. Right. Like I almost pre-ordered it because you know, again, I don't really do the Black Series, but it was a really good-looking figure. And then I saw that, and I'm like, it's ten dollars more than a regular Black Series. No, I'm good. They don't, they don't need my money. <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing. It's like, um, you know, companies, and this is good that you're speaking out because companies are in the um, mindset of trying to keep a positive image to the public mm-hmm. and, and, and keep, you know, that's why companies do stuff, you know, and show off their, like, um, they gave so much money to charity or they're environmentally, you know, safe. They're, they're lowering their footprint. Like, they do all that to keep, you feeling good by buying their products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you speaking out is, is is saying, "Hey, you know, you're throwing up your hands, like, hey, they're going too far." Um, you know, this is the black eye to to that company, you know, Hasbro, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they can't afford that; it hurts business. So, you know, that's that's, you know, I think you're doing the right thing. If you ask awesome. me, awesome. Thank you. You have my blessings. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Quattros. <laughs> keep, keep, keep those companies in check, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I, like I said, I think that a lot of people stood their ground and they spoke up this time. And, and I hope that it pays off because, you know, power of the people when, when it comes to spending money, right? Boom. Especially, especially not to get too into the real world, but man, with inflation and everything, come on. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And and on top of it, a lot of people were saying too, and I and I'll cut it off after this. But um, and and I'm with them. We haven't even gotten the Razor Crest yet. We're supposed to have it in November. Thank you. Exactly. Where is it? Sh- deliver, and then we'll have more faith in you. Right. Exactly. So, so you know, so- show us the goods. We we did our part. 
you know, that this little contract that you had, you provided the upfront ca- uh, capital. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's time for them to produce their, um, you know, their product. And like now they're off, they're offering a new product, like Already, without yeah. delivering on the other one. Come on. Cause they're sitting there yeah. going more money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause, cause it's, it works like the, you know, they're, they're, they're preying on your, on your, um, on your love for the toys and, and desire to want these, um, you know, in that craving and desire to want something unique and, and fresh and new and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you know what? And you know, you don't need those guys. There's 3d printing these days. You know what I mean? I have it's, on my desk at work, I have a millennium Falcon 3d printed from my nephew. And he says it costs 25 bucks for the filament. And then obviously all the 3d printing gear is, you know, not that expensive, but I bet you mm-hmm. one razor crest pays for your 3d printer. So, you know, yeah. have at it and then paint it yourself. And Hey, now it's a, a constructing, cons- you know, like your, um, instead of a destructive habit, it's a constructive habit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just throw that out there. Yeah. I, I was looking for the space balls toys and they're ridiculous. 75 bucks a piece. Somebody made some custom ones mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh man, I just 3d print. I have my nephew 3d print. You know, someone's got some sort of file out there. Oh yeah. I'll have my nephew 3d print me a, a, a barf or something, you know, <laughs> dude, how cool would that be? <laughs> or a dark helmet. Exactly. Yeah. And call it done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on over to the Clone Wars. Um, you know, uh, Commander, I have a question for you before cloners. we start. Go ahead. <laughs> them, them cloners. Um, the cloners. Do we need a... Cloners. Do we need a spoiler alert for this because of yeah. a certain character? You know, maybe people haven't seen the return of this character. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know. So I... All right, listeners. If you're feeling it, do it. Okay. So we're in season five. Um, Something happened at the end of season four that if you have not watched or you're not familiar with the Clone Wars, Rebels, and the end of the solo movie, I don't think you want to listen to these because it brings back a character that was presumed gone in the prequel trilogy. Um, So, you know, it's on all of you out there. If you if you're ready to to take this and and roll with it, go for it. If not, I highly strongly recommend watching the Clone Wars. It took a while to talk the commander into watching the Clone Wars. But, oh my gosh! But he did it, and he couldn't be happier about that decision. Absolutely, I, it, it's opened up. It's helped me understand Star Wars more. It's helped me understand the prequels more. It's helped me understand other parts of the galaxy more like other factions it's it's just helped me understand the mandalorian more it's helped me understand um rebels uh all kinds of stuff darth you know vader and everybody (laughs) i mean everything (laughs) right um (laughs) so i kind of wanted all right so yeah if if you guys uh if you if y'all out there don't want to know about the return of a certain character, um, I would probably just wait until next week. Um, you know, we're going to have, we're probably going to be talking about this character, but I'm sure, you know, like today, my little rant about Star Wars toys, I'm sure we'll have other stuff to talk about before yeah. or after it. Um, but we're going all in on season five, episode 14, Eminence, as of right now, right meow. So, 
There we go. Um, Quattro, I just wanted to preview a little bit because, you know, bouncing around in these episodes to talk about, I kind of was like, well, what happened? How did we get here? Like, because it talks about uh, Darth, uh, yeah, I guess I could say it now. We, we did the spoilers. Darth Maul and Savage like drifting in space and i'm like well how did it get to this point so i sort of went back and yes that's my first question go ahead nice so i'm just gonna in my notes i kind of you know just wrote a few sentences to preview it a little the end of season four which actually took place right after the episode we talked about last week we got the return of darth maul Mm -hmm. and you know he's i guess just maul at this point but he was in, he was totally insane. He had spider body lower, you know, for his lower body since Obi-Wan cut him in half, he's got this like robotic spider attached to him so he can walk around. Uh his, you know, basically he's insane, but he has his one track mind. He wants revenge on Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan destroyed his life. You know, he was supposed to be the uh Sidious's apprentice and they were going to have their revenge on the Jedi and he still wants his revenge, but now it's just solely on Obi-Wan. So, you know, with the help of mother Talzin, she kind of gives him a different set of legs. And, um, I watching this episode, she was like doing her little witchcrafty stuff and like pulling things out of mall. And when it was, when she was finished, he was very calm. He was very different. And he looked like he was, uh, focused so he and his brother savage head out to kill obi-wan which they fail and that kind of brings us to where we are which one thing i saw in in that um the fight was ventress shows up and she lends obi-wan one of her red lightsabers you get to see obi-wan fight with a red lightsaber um and the two of them fight against you know savage and darth maul I would have probably suggested watching some of those other episodes, but this one, I think kind of, and we'll see, it kind of falls into some of the characters and stuff we were talking about last week. And it, and like I said, it gets into the seedy underworld thing and we get to see a bunch of huts and stuff. I don't know. I mean, we could probably always go back and, you know, talk about some of these other ones at some point, but basically they escaped Obi-Wan and, this is where this episode picks up, which is they, like they, almost they got a, their asses kicked by Obi Wan. Yeah. I mean, he wiped the floor with them. So, right. <laughs> like, I think Savage is missing an arm, isn't he? Yes, he's okay. missing an arm. Yeah, they're yeah. I mean, they're pretty. Yeah, they're busted up for sure. Yeah. Um. And and so that's that's where uh, Pre Vizsla and the Death Watch roll in. They see this ship adrift in space and. Oh, you know how you always look at the fortune cookie? Yeah. I have nothing for this one. I uh, one vi- yeah, I got what? One vision can have many interpretations. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's so like open-ended, it's not even funny. Um right. but like I don't know, thinking about it and then watching the episode, um, you know, it seems like Darth Maul has all this um has a goal, right? But um, Death Watch has their own goal, but they're going to use Maul to like um, to their advantage at this point, you know. Um, so they're kind of using his drive to kind of further their 
I'm just echoing myself, but you know, so I don't know. Maybe there's that. Maybe somehow that's you know correlates to the interpretations. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, I was muted. How you <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it makes perfect sense. And the, I think the one vision when you say that is probably to get Kenobi out of the way. Yeah. For Death Watch and for Maul and Savage, because he's, you know, he is in the way of of their goal. Right. And then the many interpretations is like what you were just saying. I'm probably just echoing you at this point. You know, Pre Vizsla and Bo Katan and the Death Watch have their plan of retaking Mandalore and getting Mandalore Satine out of the way. And Maul is wanting Kenobi out of the way and wants to build this, you know, his, what becomes, I think his shadow syndicate. Right. Um, And, and be the, the alt, like be the Sith, you know, yes. Um, group basically. Right. Yeah. He even says that, uh, right. We are true Sith or whatever. The true lords of the Sith. Right. So he wants to get rid of Dooku, you know, and uh, Sidious, I'm sure. The pretender Dooku. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so many things like are about to like clash. It's I can't. I got my popcorn, dude. I am, you know, I'm popping. I can't, you know, I can't believe my eyeballs. What's going mm. on in this episode? <laughs> it's pretty, um, you know, it's funny, too, with this episode is it, it like it starts out kind of just mellowed out really slow but it's you know not boring it's interesting i want to see you know i'm basically at the edge of my seat watching it i want to know what happens and then you get to just about that halfway point that's when it just explodes uh with intensity so uh just a couple of questions i had and you may or may not have the answer but i thought it would be an interesting topic did you at all find it weird when um when Pre Vizsla is talking to Maul mm-hmm. and they're talking about being true Sith Lords and Dooku is a pretender, did you find it weird that Pre Vizsla knew all about the rule of two? Yeah, like he's totally informed. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely using the knowledge is power situation here. You know what I mean? And he's he's letting Maul know that, hey, you know, I know what's up. You know what I mean? And and, and I know a lot more. And I could know a lot more if we, you know, we work together. So you know, he's, he's, he's putting his, his chips in and, um, he's seeing what Maul can bring to the table. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Like pre Vizsla's definitely knows what's going on. Okay. I like so, your, I like your yeah. uh, take on that. That, that helps me get it a little bit better. Um, the knowledge is power. And, yeah. And he, he says after the, uh, conversation, or no, no, this was actually before. This was like a minute 20 into the episode. Uh, he says to Bo-Katan, if they're an enemy of the Jedi, then they're a friend of mine. I was just, I just underlined that on my notes. You know, enemy of the, of my enemy is my friend. Nice. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's straight up. Like you ever see the, um, the last Mohican? A very long time ago. Yeah. I, I need to rewatch it. I actually bought it because I want to rewatch it. I believe that's Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, there's there's a scene in there that like explains that to the tilt. Like if you ever if you if you know what if you want to know what I'm talking about, go watch The Last Mohican. <laughs> awesome. I Stay alive, to. no matter what it costs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the I mean as soon as he cuz he 
what he sees a lightsaber in that ship when they find Maul and Savage, and that's what makes him think that he can use these people to his advantage. Uh, right. Another thing I wanted to ask is, um, where do you think the inspiration for Mandalorian culture came from? Like I'm feeling Vikings. Um, yeah, I'm feeling Spartans, you know? Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like a warrior culture, you know what I mean? And they live by a code and all the weak get weak, you know, get, um, kind of like siphoned off and only the strong survive, you know what I mean? To build a strong warrior class. Um, that's what I think, you know, only the strong survive, Daniel. Yep. (laughs) You know, and they have the armor and they have the tactics and they have their own, you know, weapons and stuff like that. Um, they're very much, you know, into order and, you know, there's not a lot of people clamoring to be the leader. Like they fall in line, you know what I mean? Stuff like that kind of leads me to believe it's, it's not, it's not chaos. It's organized, you know? Yeah. I mean, you'll see though with, with, and I'm not trying to down what you're saying. I think it makes sense, but you'll also see with, within uh, Viking culture, it's very similar as far as, um, yeah, they do raid parties and they're, they can do some bad stuff, but they're like their, uh, village or their land. There's a King and an Earl and there is order. And, uh, so I think it's very similar. Um, I think what you're talking about, what we're both talking about, just to put us like a like a thing on it, is, is called like tribe culture. You know? Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I think a, a tribe is kind of like their kind of way of life. Right. That makes yeah. sense. And you see too when they they go to, and I did not catch the name of the the planet where the Mandalorian base is at, but when they're flying in, you see like two Mandalorians hand to hand combat outside, like punching each other. And And I'm like, man, I feel like I've watched things like sons of anarchy where, you know, they will be at their parties after a long day and they'll have people doing fist fights. You see it in Vikings. And uh, it was just, it was cracking me up to see it. Um, You know, they obviously Dave Filoni and all them, they do their homework when they, they make these, stories for real they understand you know humans and behavior and um how we interact in groups and i mean they've got anthropology down so it's a big it's a big you know they draw a lot from a a lot of that from they draw from that um you know that subject you know when they when they when they build these um factions and stuff in star wars you know and so did um George Lucas, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're just, they learn from the, from George, you know, the master, the master, <laughs> oh. the, the maker, <laughs> the maker. So, uh, when, when pre was talking to, uh, Darth Maul or Maul, the droids were working on Maul's legs. And after the conversation, pre tells them to repair his legs and do what you can for the other. But to me, it looked like Maul's legs at that point were already done. It was just, I'm not, I'm nitpicking, I guess here, you know, because it was confusing. They were already working on his legs and then pre like, you know, okay, he's good, you know, fix his legs and we'll move on. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. He had a certain, maybe 
because Maul told him, you know, he got the right answers from Maul or whatever, that maybe he had some sort of like, I don't know, I'm just speculating, but maybe he had some sort mm-hmm. of like um, arrangement with the droid to like cut his legs off or something, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, pick I, him up and knock him down. Yeah. Case, yeah. Okay. Like, like let's let's cover our bases here, you know? Um, if If he says the wrong things, I'll give you some sort of nod and you chop off his legs and he's immobilized. I don't know. That's just speculation though. Cause that's not in there. <laughs> okay. Um, did you pick up on how he just kind of shrugs off Savage and that though? Like, you know, do what you can for the other. He knows Maul is the real deal. Right. Right. Maul is the, uh, the leader of the mm-hmm. two and Savage is, the, and then, and, and I think Maul, like, well, he doesn't say it, but at, at to Previsla, but like even Maul treats Savage as the apprentice. He even calls him the apprentice or whatever. So my apprentice, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so he's trying to establish the rule of two with him. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't like. I don't think Savage is down with that, though. Do you think you know? Speaking of the the rule of two, uh, do you ever get the feeling that? none of the Sith ever read the, the Bane story because <laughs> there's, you know, Dooku had Ventress as his apprentice. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Palpatine, Palpatine has Dooku, but he has Anakin in mind as his next apprentice. Yeah. Uh, Maul with Savage. Like there's just always, there's a rule of two, but there's little factions of them everywhere. And it's right. kind of hilarious to me. I don't, I don't have an issue with it because I love, you know, the more villains you have, the more, you know, adversity the heroes have to go through. So it makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. They need to brush up on their, on their history a little. That's all, you know, right? because yeah, the rule of two is there for a reason. You need to have someone to have the power and someone to keep you in check and, and someone to crave it. Like it's a perfect system. You know, mm-hmm. you start putting more people in the mix and then, you know, somebody's going to get cut out. So it happens, you know, Something else I wrote in my notes too. Oh, this is actually okay. Well, I did want to touch on how Maul force chokes uh, Bo-Katan. Yes. This, yeah. This is, yeah. This is, oh, yeah. but wait, that's after. Okay. That's after the part I wanted to mention. Okay. Uh, they take Maul into like the tent or hut or whatever that pre Vizsla's in. And he goes just in time for tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this tea thing like a Favreau thing? Because, you know, Favreau's voicing pre Vizsla and yeah. then in, uh, the heiress season two of the Mandalorian Bo-Katan tells the Titus Welliver character, uh, put some tea on, you know, when she's talking to him over the comms in that ship that they overtake. And yeah. I'm just like, is this tea like a, a John Favreau thing? <laughs> it could be like a Mandalorian thing. You oh, know? okay. It could be like, like their, you know, tea is kind of like a big deal in England and I'm assuming Japan. You know, maybe not, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, they drink that instead of coffee. But like, I mean, it's like part of their society. You know what I mean? Um, it's how they, you know, like you um, kind of break bread with somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that's what they do. And then uh, he, he says something about a certain it comes from a certain plant. It was a tree, I think. Yeah, or I can't remember what it was. I was just while you were talking, that was popping yeah. back in my head, too. And I'm like, and that, he's all like, go ahead. And I bet you if we research that plant that he's talking about will lead us to the answer of what that whole meaning of the bringing up the tea is for them. And I think he might even talk about it. So, okay, maybe, That's- maybe, maybe, you know, 
my spider sense is tingling that we need to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I don't know. Does it take you out? Like, like I remember reading the, um, go ahead. the expanded universe stuff and their version of coffee was calf. Um, which that was okay, but there's in, I think it was heir to the empire. Um, yeah. At the beginning of heir to the empire, Luke is t- telling three PO about this new drink that Lando told him about. And he calls it hot chocolate. And I'm like, come on. Why <laughs> was Timothy Zahn like drinking hot chocolate while he was writing that paragraph? <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dude, I was writing a screenplay once and I was listening to, um, meatloaf. And you better believe Meatloaf was in my screenplay. <laughs> and it worked, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's so good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. Um, so, a couple of things in this conversation. Maul notices the markings on Pre Vizsla's helmet. And he mentions it, but nothing really comes out of it. I I, I want to know... That's something that I don't know if they ever touch on is the markings on Pre Vizsla's helmet, like why he has those, like almost, what are they, like three horns or something on the top? Yeah, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, anyone out there have an answer, let us know. Um, that one's, that one's. yeah, I, I don't know too much about Mandalorian, so I, going into these deep watches, this is where I'm, I'm going to learn. Makes sense. Can I bring up one thing? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, this this is like the only thing I want to like of this whole episode. I mean, I, I'll follow your your lead on everything, but the only thing I want to point out in in, in timestamp at six thirty. So Bo-Katan um, gets choked out, and, and um, Darth Maul is like proclaiming all kinds of stuff, or Maul, sorry. And then she turns back. He leaves the room, and she turns back and smiles at Pre Vizsla. I was like, this is it's so telling, like that they're up to something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And that everything is falling into play and in in line and um they're 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 loving it and um that they're gonna unleash this beast on on their enemies and um and at the end they're gonna win. Like at this point, you know, I'm trying not to for, I'm trying to forget what happens from mm-hmm. here on out. But like from this point, they are like this I we they're like in. They're like this can't be worked out any better for us. Like this is awesome. Like we're 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 destined to win. You know what I mean? This is so mm-hmm. good. So yeah. that, that 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 I get everything from that smile. That they're definitely up to something. And um, and you know, like her coming into the Mandalorian, we can get it and all that is like, I'm trying to forget what happens. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to uh, talk. I don't want to. If you want, you know, you know, tell me what you think. But um, at this point, I think. Bogotan to me is a bad is a bad guy or a bad oh, person at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean she's working she's with the Death Watch and they're right. You know, in some ways they're the bad guys, right? Um, right. She's a villain in my eyes right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That that smile does say a lot. Um, I want to backtrack just a minute before I touch on that. Is, yeah, uh, part of the conversation. Previsla is is kind of giving Maul some background as to what he's doing, what he wants. He's talking about Satine being a pacifist, and you right. know we we're a warrior race, and and all this stuff. And um, you know, Maul Maul asks a great question. He goes, "If they are weak, why do you wait?" 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. And this is where Kenobi comes in because, you know, Vizsla's like, the Duchess has powerful allies, including your Jedi friend, Kenobi. He's also responsible for our exile. And he goes, <laughs> perhaps fortune has brought us together. Right. And Isn't I'm that like, the will of the force or something? He says something the will like that of too? the force. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maul, I think says that. Yeah. So that leads to uh, what you were just talking about. And uh, yeah, I jumped ahead a little. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. Super excited for that part. I didn't <laughs> <It's> anyone. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this whole like section uh, is so good. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you and I'm glad that we're, we're going to spend a, a minute or two on it. But what, what I think triggered Maul was Bo-Katan. And it's, you know, as you see with that smile after the fact, I think it was intentional. She wants to, I think they were maybe testing the, the strength of Maul here. Oh, um, she's like, we've allied ourselves with Sith before Count Dooku. He betrayed us. And she goes, the Sith are no better than Jedi. And if you go to five minutes, 51 seconds and look at Maul's face, he wants to crush her head. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the the artwork, the animation, the emotion in these characters' faces, even in 2013, was so good. Oh man, yeah, it's so good. It's 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 great. I mean, this is some great animation and directing and acting and voice acting and, and anime. Everything is amazing. Yeah, dude, it's so good. And and sure enough, after he, you see the look on his face. He goes into the force choke, and you know he goes on would would uh you know we've come to kind of joke about when we were talking about like season seven and man the mandalore stuff maul goes on one of his little speeches here <laughs> right which you you'd kind of touched on but i did write i had i didn't have the quote in front of me at the time doubt will only lead to failure hold our combined strength will be rewarded. Mandalore will be yours, and Kenobi, this Sith pretender Dooku, and all our enemies will fall. He says, we'll fall. He lets go of Bo-Katan. Right. And then she does the smile. Yeah. And that and smile, it's like we oh, just yeah. we just Tarantino that whole little scene. By the way, oh yeah, we did. <laughs> we're good. We're big fans of Tarantino. Yeah, so that works. We, we gave you the end, and then we said, let's go back. You know, let's get let's get you back to this point. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, you know, and I know I've mentioned the Sith pretender Dooku a couple times. Do you think he refers to him as a Sith pretender because where Maul was like? born and raised in the darkness, kind of like Bane. Um, Dooku was a Jedi that turned. Do you think he's a pretender because he hasn't always been a Sith? Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a perfect, I think exactly why he says it. Okay. Yeah. And, and and Maul grew up, you know, and that, that was his way of life. Right. Um, So he's never faltered. He's, he's been true to the, the Sith cause since he was born. Like that's all he knows. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Dooku, you know, has this other ideology, if you will, like that, you know, okay. So now all of a sudden, you know, you're defecting to the other side because it's, you know, there's hardly anybody over here to like um, go against you. 
um, it's kind of, you know, you know, because the numbers are different, you know what I mean? Like there's like a whole console on the Jedi side. There's a whole, you know, hierarchy that he's not involved with that Dark Dooku is uh, that I don't know of, you mm-hmm. know, you've read the books, but in the Sith side, there's Dark Sidious and then like, that's it, you know, so you can rise in the ranks there if you're craving power, you know? Right. So, which, so. I mean, the book kind of tells a little bit and whether that's even canon or not, I don't know. I think that the book was written. Yeah, that was written well after Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm. So, um, but I just had a thought that, do you think because Dooku, and I don't think it actually says this in the book, do you think because Dooku might get some vibes like General Krell feeling that there's no winning for this side that they want to like turncoat and, and join the winning side? Do you think maybe he's he's getting that? And do you also do you think that that's maybe cowardly? Uh, are you talking about Dooku? Yeah, um, it's it's kind of definitely protecting your own hide. You know what I mean? And not looking out for the team. You know, I would say, mm-hmm. which is which is probably some good Sith qualities, if you ask me. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you're definitely you know trying to be more individual and uh, look out for yourself. So. Um, cowardly might be a little strong. I just think protecting your self-interest in a way. Some more just selfish than yeah, selfish. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. exactly. And yeah, that that does fall in line, I guess, with a, a Sith trait there. You know, you're yeah. kind of out for yourself. Um, okay. So, uh, did did you notice the Black Sun? Yes. Okay. So Maul says he wants to build an army, and he wants to start with the Black Sun, and. I think this is the first time that we hear about them, meaning, you know, obviously we know about them from Shadows of the Empire and all of that. Right. But Prince Caesar. Yeah. Or Shizor. Shizor, yeah. Um, but I think this I think this um blah, my words are just gone. Canonizes the Black Sun, I think, at this point. which I think is what you're saying, because isn't the Black Sun showing up in the book of Boba Fett? You think? Oh, are they? I would. I would. I thought they were. I thought. I saw. Uh, no. Or could they? Or we've we've mentioned it or something. I think. We, I think we mentioned that you know them yeah. along with like the pikes and stuff could show up. Yeah, and this episode spoiler for the rest of the episode like every every like underground not every underground but like most of the higher up underground factions are showing up. The big so, ones. Yeah. So I thought. I mean, I thought this was the whole reason we're getting into this now is because this this could be what happens in the book of Boba Fett, you know? Yeah. Which is, you know, is in part why I just, I don't even know how I found this episode to, to yeah. revisit it. I just, I think I, I don't even know. Maybe I fell asleep and when I woke up, it was playing. I don't, I really have no yeah. idea, but you were, yeah, you're really gun ho about doing this. And I like watch <laughs> this and I'm like, Oh, this is why he wants to watch it. Right. Be- yeah. Because this is gonna, this is what's going to happen. This is what, that little trailer book of Boba Fett was all about him trying to gather all the, the, you know, all the mobsters, if you will, mm-hmm. in star Wars together. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, we get, we get to see the, um, the black sun and some pretty cool stuff happens. And then, uh, the one thing I noticed at about nine minutes, 22 seconds, um, right around that part, at least, is when they land. I thought this was the Black Sun homeworld, but I don't know. To me, it's it almost I don't know. It looks different. Like uh, 
I'm trying to find the image now because it it almost to me looks like uh, maybe Mustafar. Oh, because it's all red, yeah. It's all red and like the the architecture of like the bridge that they're walking on and all of that. Yeah. But can I can I just interject something kind of real quick? Yeah. Because I just saw it at the um the ships that the Mandalorians use um is so awesome to see them here in the cartoon and and know that they're in the Mandalorian that Boca yeah. drives around in one. I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm like, <laughs> loving knowing all this little backstory for Star Wars and stuff like right. that. I feel so much like in like I'm in the know now, you know. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's awesome, right? Yeah, because yeah, no, well, yeah, I mean, because you hadn't seen that ship, no, right? So I always forget about that. Yeah, I love those tidbits that you're like. <laughs> So to just kind of like go off the rail for a second and, and I mean a second, like let's not go on about it cause we have yeah. other stuff to do, but do you feel like doing this podcast has taught you a lot about star Wars? Um, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I, f- I feel the same way. Like, yeah, I mean, I've I learned I always, so much. I always thought I knew a lot and then we started, <laughs> we started doing this and I'm like, man, I don't know Jack. <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, I, you know, like you said, I know like names and planets and stuff like that, but I don't know like a lot of the, I didn't, I guess. And I still need to learn a lot more, but I didn't know a lot of the background stuff. And yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I definitely started this thing proclaiming that I wasn't an expert. You know what I mean? And I still mm-hmm. proclaim I'm not an expert. It's like way too much. I have these encyclopedias at home. I haven't even cracked them open. Um, but like, I love learning more and more, you know what I mean? And I want to continue to learn more and more. I don't want to ever be an expert in star Wars. You know what I mean? The the moment, the moment I'm an expert is like the moment I stop watching star Wars and start watching star Trek. (laughs) I don't know. You You just had to say star Trek, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, it's it's always fun to learn and when you're learning about something you really enjoy yeah it makes it all much better uh so it like nine man i think i wrote my timestamp wrong but like all these mandalorians start pouring out of those starfighters that you just mentioned yeah and using their jetpacks and a couple things here it one it's visually just beautiful like the the red and the red backdrop and the the gray ground, uh, not ground, but architecture, like the bridges and platforms that they're on. But then they're just pouring out and landing all around uh, Maul, Vizsla, Savage, and Bo-Katan. Yeah. You know, falling in line. Dude. That's, that kind of like helps, you know, show, it's like a show of force, you know? Yeah. I mean? Of all like the, um, you know, how they're all like joined, you know what I mean? Like there's, you know what I mean? They're, that they're one thing, you know what I mean? So that's pretty powerful, but it's a power move. I think. It, yeah, I, I agree 100%. Oh. And, and did, do you notice too, when they're walking towards the, uh, the fall, I think they're falling the race of the, the black sun guys. Uh-huh. Maul is at the, at the front. Maul's already yeah. taken charge of this whole thing. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> pretty much like, uh, becoming the alpha and like pre Vizsla and Bo-Katan are like, okay, go be the alpha, you know, so don't as worry. long as it, yeah, as long yeah. as it works in our favor, go for exactly. it. Exactly. Go for it. You know, <laughs> they're like, you know, why, you know, they're just like un- unleashing him and un- and shackling him and they're just 
letting him do his thing. And they know that they're just kind of riding coattails for now because they, they got, they got their own agenda. They go in and basically say they want Vol says he wants them to join them, mm-hmm. you know, join us. And they don't take him seriously at all. They're no. laughing at him. They're disrespecting him. And, uh, one of them, I don't, I don't know any of their names. Probably never will unless I like start reading up on it. But the guy at the head of the table, basically says, you know, we don't want anything to do with you, but we want that sword talking about the dark saber. And, uh, you know, Maul basically ducks. No, no, that's, that's after he gives them, he gives them a chance and then they, they laugh at him again. And then he's like, Hmm, very well then. And he like kind of signals Savage and then ducks and Savage flings his lightsaber beheading everybody <laughs> everybody at the table and then the last guy he's like okay so you're in charge now what do you say <laughs> and he goes, after careful consideration we will join you <laughs> exactly <laughs> you had no choice <laughs> totally but yeah he made, that, him, he made him an offer he couldn't refuse but, right <laughs> yeah falls in line with with what you're saying too about the power you know they're showing the power and you know, it was all show thinking that's all they needed, but they needed, they needed a little more convincing and, you know, Maul's got his, his right hand man behead him. Right. They'll, they'll be convinced. Yeah. If they don't, you know, if they're not going to join, then they got to go. Man, um, this is a kid. This is a kid show. You're saying you're saying. Yeah. Right. No, this is not a kid show. It, no, dude. This, this is, is straight up like drama. This is straight up like military drama situation going on here <laughs> military action i don't know this is yeah, not i kid agree <laughs> there's no 14 year old kid that's like um yay those guys got beheaded like no <laughs> they don't understand you know what i mean it's that's that's like you know you're just taking over you're taking over the organization and you're cutting off the head literally of the, of <laughs> literally, the competition yeah. yeah and absorbing their strength you know so, I mean, that pretty much, I think, puts Maul in charge of the Black Sun, right? Yeah, yeah. Because this guy's not going to say no to him. He just watched no. everyone else say no to him and lose their heads. So, yeah, not to fast forward, but like, you know, like the Pikes show up. They're like, hey, um, it's a small world, small galaxy. We don't want no trouble. We're going to join you. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny because, I mean, they're like, you know what I mean? Hey, this guy's not to be messed with. We'll have our time right now. We, it's just not our time. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. just a smart move. They're going to survive. That's, all, that's, that's the name of the game. Survive. Right. So the Pikes are, are just they're reading the, the room and they're like, okay, we want our heads still. Yeah, so. <laughs> and and this I think was the first time we meet the Pikes too. I oh, for real? Yeah, I don't think that they've ever shown up up until this point. So another, um, you know, another cool connection I think with the solo movie with you know with Maul showing up at the end of that. Uh, the Pikes were involved in the solo film, so I think a lot of things have been weaved into one another as time has gone on. Um, yeah, but but no, I don't think you were rushing through anything because we if we get to like I think the best part of this episode after this they go to Nalhuda, yeah, to speak with the huts and 
before we go anywhere with this, you have to look at, you know, it's jumping ahead into what I think we're going to talk about, but you have to go to 13 minutes, 53 seconds and look at Marlon Brando, the hut, (laughs) 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 because, you know, talking about mobsters and all that kind of stuff, this guy, I mean, I wish I could ask Dave Filoni and just be like, did did, did you guys like come up with this idea to make this hut look like Marlon Brando? Because he's got the slicked back hair and the tiny mustache. Oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> oh, and he's got the little the little mustache, the yep. little pencil mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out on limb and say absolutely 110%. Yes, you nailed it. <laughs> That's so oh, funny. Dude, I love it. I love Dengar showing up too, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to talk about nothing. <laughs> Dude, he's in the next second, 1354. How could you not say? You I know. know. I, I know. Dengar. I'm sorry. Like we had talked about it last week and I, then I heard your side. I just, he doesn't bother me. The guy doesn't bother me. No, seeing him in these episodes, I, I'm okay with him. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I still think that the way he looked in the empire strikes back, he just looked silly, but he, Look like we talked about last week. He looks better in the Clone yeah. Wars, and he's doing stuff. He's not trying to look menacing wearing you know a bandage hat. Right. You th- you, you think the costume designers mailed it in on Dengar? I oh think. yeah, 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 absolutely. I I I think George was just like, ah, you know, we need one more. Hey, uh, go go put this on and let come back out here. <laughs> yeah, we found this from the Return of the Mummy set. Oh, that works. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect Roll repurposing it. yeah repurposing <laughs> the other other materials what right. it cost us uh zero dollars i love it <laughs> <laughs> um that's how you, films are made by the way i'm not kidding <laughs> <laughs> especially star wars man you can see all kinds of repurposed stuff in there you know mm-hmm. we, we'll, we'll take a deep dive in the old star wars and we'll, we'll, we'll we can point it out oh we'll yeah that'd be fun to do oh man yeah it's a good Omar. episode. Put it on the list. Put uh, that on the list. So again, you know, the, the huts are all laughing at Maul. They don't take him seriously. And then uh, Jabba's there as a hollow, a hologram. And I, I don't know what it means. I can only assume it means attack. And he's like, Bunta Chupo. Yeah. <laughs> and out comes uh, Embo and his dog. And Embo, uh, thank you. I always forget his name. I forgot it last week. Okay. And the dog. Yep. I don't remember the dog's name. Um, there's a female Zabrak, which I had to look up. Her name is Sugi. Um, okay. And then Dangar. And I think those are the first ones we see. I don't think we see Lats Razi yet, uh, but she shows up too, which is right. like, you know, big connection to the episode we talked about. So, Bounty. Yep. Yep. And then, dude, it's just the music gets intense. The action oh. is just crazy. Oh. I told I totally got that in the notes. The music was awesome, and they got the the voices in the background doing the oh, type of oh, thing. Yeah. So it's oh, so yeah. good. It felt like Star Wars. Like oh uh, my gosh, you know, bravo uh, to Kevin Kiner, man. He he can draw some draw from some John Williams stuff a lot, <laughs> dude. And the battle, if you just take a snapshot, it's the huts and the bounty hunters versus. Um, Maul, Savage, and the Mandalorians. Like, mm-hmm. oh my, it's 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 like a main event of like a WWE like pay per view. You know right. what I mean? WrestleMania, like a WrestleMania <laughs> match right here. Dude. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? The all the wrestling fans out there. Welcome to WrestleMania. This is a huge. This is this is big big time 
people going at it here. I mean, these are these are major, major players. So I was loving it. I was so excited yeah. to watch this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm right there with you. That's that was, I think, when I sent you the text. Oh, okay. You know, uh, check this episode out. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, I even wrote in my notes, it went from interesting and solid storytelling to holy crap intensity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for like, this, real. Do this seriously, I think is, and I probably say it about a lot of stuff. This is one of my favorite episodes of the Clone Wars. It's just, it's got, the only thing it doesn't have is Jedi and clones. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And yeah. it's the Clone Wars, but it's like super like, and, and you're not, you're not in the, you're, you're you're not like alone with that. Like I looked at an IMBD. It's got an 8.9. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. That's all. That's a That's a good, that's a good high number. Um, with, you know, 2.6 people, you know, putting in their ratings, 2.6 thousand people, you know, I'm like, so, who's a 0.6? Yeah. 2.6 thousand <laughs> people put in their ratings. So it's like, that's a good, that's a good fair number. And it's an 8.9. So, it's definitely it's it's an a it's an a episode you know what i mean in oh the yeah yeah heck yeah man i definitely got some like phantom menace vibes off of the music like you were just saying with like yeah. the, the voice in the background and just the intensity of the fight and dude these bounty hunters they hold their own against these guys they uh I was impressed the whole time i mean you know we saw what they could do in that episode of the bounty but like Sugi is fighting Darth Maul, yeah, and like dodging his attacks. Um, uh, Embo is holding up his, you know, he's standing his ground against Savage. Who, I mean, Savage has like some weird like witchcraft inside of him that makes him stronger than normal. Um, and he's like punching his shield. Yeah, just, that was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, but they were like holding up against them, and it was like a back and forth where the bounty hunters had them on the run, and then it turned around, and that's when uh, Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan shows, shows up. up. And don't we and, see a dark saber too in there too, just to throw that into the mix? Oh yeah, did yeah. I have that in my notes? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to stop you. Go. Um, a couple things about Bo-Katan showing up is one, it turns the tides to where the Death Watch and Maul are back. You know, pushing the bounty hunters back into the building, but you hear that classic Katie Sackhoff laugh yeah. or that like maniacal kind of laugh that she has. And, and it's a little kind of like, kind of like her crazy laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And this made me realize that when I watched this for the first time years ago, and you know how big of a fan, we're huge Battlestar fans. I had oh, no gigantic. idea, no idea that, Bo-Katan was Katie Sackhoff. And and this laugh. <laughs> like that laugh should have been the biggest tell because she yeah. does that on that she did that on that show so much. <laughs> right. She Go was ahead, the wild card. Point. She had a wild card. No, no, I'm 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 agreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, so you didn't know that was Katie Sackhoff when you watched this originally? No, oh I did not. Gosh. They just well, it was 213, 2013. It's like, I don't know, IMBD maybe wasn't around as much back then. I don't know. It was, wasn't it? Who would have known? But Battlestar ended in 2009, I believe. In nine. Yeah. So how did I not, 
I should have known is all I'm saying because I loved I loved her as Starbuck. I loved right. that I've been rewatching that show occasionally here and there because I that's still one of my all time favorites. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, and I listened to her speak on this and I'm I'm just like, yeah, how did how did I not know? So it's okay though. Yeah. You know, we can't catch them all, you know, but it's you appreciate <laughs> it that what she's doing. And uh, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? And, and you know, it, and you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. It's not even right. funny. <laughs> and now she's doing the live acting and it's so perfect. Oh my God. It's it all of so it is perfect. perfect. It's like, it's the will of the force, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> with, nice. her, with the character. But just um, speak to Battlestar Galactica, like that show and that show ending and what we decided to do um, as creatives to like do our own thing after that show Mm-hmm. has led me on a path that, you know, like is, you know, like now I make films for a living. You know what I mean? Back mm-hmm. then I didn't. So, you know, I have Battlestar Galactica and you to thank for that. <laughs> you know, I go to work and I make films. That's so cool. So, you know, yeah. they're not, they're not sci-fi, but you know, it's, it's, it's what I do. It's still, I mean, Battlestar was so inspiring. I mean, yeah. you know, I, it's, it's helped me, you know, become a writer that, you know, to maybe toot a little, I'll be releasing a few things hopefully yeah. very soon, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we both owe a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot to Battlestar Galactica for that. Absolutely. And then of course, you know, you, you can't not owe a lot to George Lucas as well. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No, bat watching Battlestar Galactica, do our own thing, rediscovering George and what he did I mean, just, you know, totally set me on a path, set you on a path, set us both on a path. And and that's kind of spilled over into other people that we know and Mm. set them on a path. So it's like, it's all these amazing things have happened because, you know, we, we, we wanted to see how this sausage was made, I guess, you know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Or make our own sausage. (laughs) Yeah. So to to talk about the dark saber thing that you brought up if if anyone's you know watching and listening check out 16 minutes 31 seconds i counted 8 previsla busts out the dark saber the music shifts to just that more like chanty type of you know star wars style we love and he just masterfully cuts down like i said i think i counted 8 uh of the bad guys with that dark saber are you talking and, about the henchmen? Yeah. Like the like killing henchmen? Yeah. I got, yeah, I got that on. on uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I made note of that too. It's like, oh, the henchmen just get annihilated in this. <laughs> that's so cool. Dude. Um, I mean, and, and pardon my language, but that was just such a badass moment. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm like, this is the dark saber. This is John Favreau as a cartoon. Just right. cutting down some of the, the, what did you call them? I called them goons, I think, but henchmen and stuff. Henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, and, and Mandalorians using the flamethrower, you know, just adding yeah. that into the mix and everything. So, I mean, oh, they're just they're dude, throwing he, everything. He sets fire um, before all this. He sets fire to that table that all the, the huts are sitting at. Right. Which I thought maybe that was going to kill them, but it turns out that they all escaped um, during this fight. Yeah. Some of them were holograms, right? Weren't they? Yeah, I think it was just Jabba was the hologram. Oh, okay. Oh, because he's on Tatooine. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get all this this 
fighting and chaos. And yeah, this, this is like an Uber fight. Yeah, dude. I know. I, I, I could probably maybe talk about the fight for a whole podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> Cause there's just, and it's all cartoon. It's all animated, but it just, it was so yeah. masterfully made that I rewatched it like three or four times, just sat back and enjoyed it and you appreciated can. it. This episode, you can do that. Yes. You can rewatch this episode and be just as excited every time you watch it. I mean, that is just amazing. It's amazing storytelling and amazing filmmaking and, you know, another level that, I mean, you could totally tell that the people behind all this truly, truly get Star Wars and truly, truly love it and truly, truly want to, um, you know, expand the universe. So bravo. I, I wish I was one of them. You know? to it. <laughs> I oh, I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I thought it was kind of funny. One of the, one of the huts didn't escape, and uh, you know, Maul and said Maul and Savage. I think all well, all the main the main ones that are there threaten him, and they want to know where to find Jabba. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. And they go to kill him, and he's like, Wait, wait, wait. And he basically just <laughs> Maul, you know, I think he speaks in Hatties and then Maul is like, this is just funny to me. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. And he's just like, you know, he didn't say it, but his facial expressions at this part is like, really? That's that's all you have to save your life. <laughs> yeah. Is telling me what I already know. And uh you know, then obviously they cut him down and, and they move on. Um, Was, is that kind of show you like how much Jabba um, kind of keeps everybody else? Like is Jabba the ultimate hut? Do you think? I, I would think so. So the other guys are just for show or something? I don't know because they it's sitting at the table in this episode. It's almost like a like a council of, of families. You know, if you look at it as like a mob type of situation you know yeah it's like the heads of each family sitting down and and talking but i always get the feeling that jabba is the head honcho okay obviously you know without remembering the things that happen in these episodes i always just think jabba's like the only one <laughs> jabba yeah. and zero the hut you yeah know, exactly you everybody else's other ones yeah they're just filling the screen up or something mm-hmm. <laughs> But, so Jabba doesn't look so empty. I don't know. Right. But, you know, since I called out Hasbro and HasLab earlier, why don't you guys do a, a HasLab uh, funding for uh, <laughs> Hut Corleone? <laughs> oh, that. I want that. I want that 3D printed for sure. <laughs> right. I didn't know. I didn't notice that on the watch. Thank you for pointing that out. Oh, you didn't? No. That was <laughs> awesome. And I want that guy. <laughs> Dude, I do too. I, like I would, and all honestly, I would love to have a Zero the Hut. They never yeah. made him, as far as I know, which would be amazing. Yeah, and I and I want Hut Corleone because Dude. he is just how cool he's got the little mustache. Dude. I want the <laughs> Hut Corleone spinoff show. 
Yes. I want I want Kathleen Kennedy to give me and we're having there's a uh, uh, visions and uh and um uh, you know the other ones uh, who who Bo, Bo, Boba Fett and then a Hut Corleone and uh the the new republic guards and you know what I mean? And we're bringing back the Ewoks and <laughs> I want her to like be on stage talking about Hut Corleone. And 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 Jet and Jet uh, uh Lucas <laughs> <laughs> Jack gets his own show and you get a show and you get a show. Everybody gets a show. <laughs> Just Oprah Winfrey it up. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Open the floodgates. But um, yeah, dude, we should, we should take a picture of that screenshot that hut Curly own and uh, put him on, uh, on, on, on the Twitter and be like, you know, somebody bake this guy, please. <laughs> we will pay you. Don't worry. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Oh man. I would love to have that on a shelf. Yeah. He's so cool looking. Um, I mean, that's, I don't know if we really, not a whole lot else happens, I guess, in the episode. Well, they go to Jabba and Jabba's basically like, you know, we'll join you. Right. But I don't, I don't think he's serious about it because if, if I remember correctly in the future from this episode, the huts aren't part of Maul's shadow syndicate. Um, I think we talked about that like a year ago. So we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens because I didn't I didn't watch the next two episodes because I didn't want to confuse myself from this one to those. True. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, same here. So when I watch the next one, I'm going to be it's going to feel very new for me because it's been a while. There's one thing that um, I skipped over that I, I'm looking over my notes here that I just wanted to go back to and, and, and touch on um, right after uh, Maul uh, kills or Savage kills all the, the Black Sun guys. Um, him and, and Previsla have like a uh, like a little discussion before the Pikes show up, and uh, and uh, Maul goes to him. He says, "Your your vision lacks clarity. Watch and learn." Right? Yeah. That that is telling. Like you know, that's when you were talking about um, Maul taking over and being the alpha. Like we, we kind of skipped over, you know, what he was doing, and and and, and the um, Previsla and Bocatan kind of like letting him you know, be unleashed and, and taking the shackles off of him and letting him be like, you know, mall, you know, unchained, if you will. They're like, okay, go for it, man. We'll be right here. You know, taking advantage of it all, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you be the battering ram and, you know, we'll swoop in and claim what's ours when it's all done or whatnot. You know, at least that's what their plan is. Yeah. From what I see at this point, I know things go a different way, but that's kind of like how they're playing it, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the, glad you uh, touched on that. Yeah, that's uh, that was a big. I think that was a big theme. Well, yeah, the fortune cookie. You know about yeah. the vision that you know Maul kind of tells us the meaning of that fortune cookie throughout this episode. Yeah, you know it's changing, and and what it really becomes is they're both. You know, and I'm probably echoing what you said, but they're both using each other. You know the the Death Watch and and the Maul, the Maul. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, you can't really say Savage. Savage is just his henchman, really. So it's mostly just Maul doing his thing and Savage yeah. following. But um, they're using each other, and but Maul has the bigger picture. I think. You know, I think. I think at least as as of this episode, Pre Vizsla is thinking small, mm-hmm. and Maul small and Maul. Good point. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think Maul is is he's seeing a huge picture and building as he moves forward. Right. Yeah. And, and adjusting course and whatnot and 
being, you know, present and everything. Um, yeah. And like, you know, pre Vizsla and, um, Bo-Katan have like a little powwow at the end to close out the episode. Um, you know, that they're, you know, everything will be, and they'll end up winning in the end or whatnot. And Maul you know? will be dead. Yeah. yeah. Mandalore will still be ours, but that's fine and dandy and everything. But, um, the part that I get a kick out of is there's like a Gamorrean guard, like laying dead, like in between them in the background. Oh. He's, all, he's just all like, like all like dead, like looking in the background. It's just hilarious. Like to me, it just cracks, cracked me up. Like, I don't know why I shouldn't like, that's kind of like dark, yeah. but I don't know. Like the way that like, um, it's just sitting there like sprawled out in between them. I mean, it's definitely supposed to be noticed, uh, okay. like 21, 21, 20. Um, he's, he's just like just like a casualty of of their you know of their conquest i guess you could say just sitting back there just but he's like in the like if you if you know what i mean so you know you can go to a little bit for 21 21 you know pre is locking eyes with uh bo-katan right so like they're looking at each other but oh yeah just, there he is <laughs> you, you look right in the middle of them two is like you can see like um they're, they're the, one of like, you know, the casualties of their ambitions, I guess you could say. Right. I don't know. That's what kind of taught, speaks to me, you know, a good yeah. morning guard. He's just going to work, you know, he's just doing his thing. And, you know, <laughs> he didn't know <laughs> that this was going to happen and he's all sprawled out. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, they didn't, that wasn't an accident that he's in this shot. No, it's not. It's on purpose. Yeah. Right. Um, we didn't even talk about really how Maul and the Death Watch, and I don't know if um, like the Black Sun and the Pikes join them on this, their trip to Jabba's Palace. But dude, they just come in with this force. And you see at one point, uh, one of the Death Watch just throw a punch right into the face of a Gamorrean. And <laughs> They're building this army up to be what Maul says, you know, um, I think it's around this point in the, the episode near the end where Maul says that uh, the separatists and the Republic will be nothing compared to our army. You know, he doesn't say it right. in those words, but um, and you're yeah. seeing it, man. These imagine if if it actually went this way and they took out the the Republic and the separatists with Maul at, at the head of it all. This is a this is a threat. Absolutely. Yeah, this would be a good what if. To the Old Republic, right. Yeah, and and this episode shows that the Mandalorians could go toe-to-toe with the Jedi and survive. It -hmm. sets up the threat of the Mandalorians are a threat to the Jedi in their way of life. And you wouldn't wouldn't think that being a casual Star Wars fan that anybody other than the Sith could be like their nemesis. But like, yeah, there's the Mandalorians. And... You know what I mean? Now you hear Mandalorians and like everything, and you're like, "Oh, what? Are, what's that? Like, who are they? Like, they're they're showing you who they are in this in this um, episode." They do a really good job in in the Clone Wars series, and and even in uh, you know I might spoil somebody a little bit in Rebels and in the Mandalorian the TV, the Disney Plus series. They're doing a really good job of taking what little we knew about the Mandalorians as far as the legend stories and and the video games and stuff goes. We know that they were powerful. We know that they're warriors. We know they have their cultures, but 
translating and, and pulling from all of that and turning, you know, bringing it to the Clone Wars and these other series, it's, it's, I'm not disappointed. You know, I, that's, I, I guess that's the best way to word it is seeing it translate over has been awesome. Absolutely. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Like, it's just some awesome, awesome, like, like hidden, like they were there the whole time, but like I'm rediscovering like a potential like enemy to the Jedi. Like, uh, you know, that was always there. It's just, you know, they're in the fore. They're, they're, they're being kind of like brought to the foreground now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I can't wait to see more or see what happens. I know. And then you see like, um, in, in the Ahsoka episode of the Mandalorian, the, you see the, how the best car comes into play against the Jedi. He's blocking those lightsaber attacks with, uh, with his yeah. armor. Um, I just, I hope that I hope we see more and more Mandalorian culture and, and Star Wars and, and not in books. I love books, but I want to see animation. I want to see live action. I want to see the Mandalorians be what, what they've always been said to be. I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it Mandalorians versus Jedi in a movie, you know, dude, that's it. That's that's the would be the ultimate WrestleMania match. I don't know if you can see, but I got the bumps, oh, the, goose, no. <laughs> the goosebumps when you said that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> because holy crap, I holy. would be in Star Wars heaven. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and, and don't let Ryan Johnson in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only people that could make that are the people that. Yes. You know, Dave Filoni and yes. John They're yes. the only ones that could do it. Absolutely. Right there. Because they get it. They do. And, they, and they've been in it. You know, Filoni was a huge part of all of this. And Favreau was too. They, they act well, Favreau acted in it. And Filoni helped write it and create it. And Favreau's creating and writing. And if, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Filoni is in this. He's, oh, the Black Sun leader number two. How about that? Okay, cool. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> So he's even in it. He's he's in this episode. Okay. So there you go. They, you go. yeah, their their heart and soul. This is their baby. You know what I mean? And they're nurturing it. And they're like, this thing is going to be like, when it's like adulthood. You know, it's going to be like, it's going to take over. This is going to be the storyline. You know? Heck yeah, dude. Um, I mean, other than that, I I don't really have anything else to i mean i could go on and on but i think we're over the hour point right an hour and a half so right kind of want to give it the star wars nod yeah <laughs> um oh did you want to do any trivia or do you want to we- save it for next week dude i'd love to do some trivia all right let's see what we got uh, two three four five we got five you want to do like two and save the rest for next week sure all right We'll do that. I, I don't want to cheat anybody out of Star Wars trivia if that's what they're coming here for, you know? <laughs> the, 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 the thing you made is Star Wars trivia. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, it's coming up towards the end of the episode, but man, that song is so, I mean, that little intro song is so good. It gets you, it gets you pumped for the end. How about, you know? That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I just I it's, it's it's good stuff. I love the uh, the theme, um, you know, at the end of the Phantom Menace, where the the Gungans are playing that song and they're doing their little dance and all that. Yeah, 
it's just i don't know and, and even that that's the end of the movie and it pumps you up <laughs> exactly it leaves you leaves you like leaving the theater in a good mood yeah totally. yeah yeah that's i mean that's what star wars usually would do right exactly Huh. <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> moving on does not need to be said um we don't need to put it in hover <laughs> yep no put her in hover <laughs> all right let's do this this is where the fun begins oh this is going to be easy question one. Oh, this is easy which species fought with Chewbacca on Cloud City? That's easy! Chewbacca. Which species? Yeah. Fought with Chewbacca on Cloud City? On Cloud City. It was all like humans. Was it though? Was it a Trandosian? Or a Jawa? Or I don't know what a Lepi is. I don't want to say what it is. They were playing uh, pickle in the middle with him. The Ognats? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. I totally forgot about those guys. They're like throwing 3PO's head back and forth, I think. And he's okay. like. <laughs> Sorry. Brain fart on that, I guess. I don't know. Oh, it's all good. I mean, you got it as soon as I said pickle in the middle. Yeah. That's, that's a rerun. We don't want to do that. Well, we can do the rerun and get it out of the way. It always cracks me up how we get repeats because she doesn't the way she like sets it up. She gets doesn't throw them out, but gets rid of the ones that she uses. So maybe they're just repeats in the box. Yeah. All right. What's in the box? We've done this three times and I don't know the answer. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Who felt like he could take on the whole empire himself? I just heard this episode (laughs) and I I got the name wrong. Did you? Is it, is it Dax? Is it X? Or is it Dak? All right, let's go through them. A. Dash Rendar. No. B. Wes Jansen. No. C. Zev Seneska. No. D. Dak Ralter. Dak. Dak. Yes. Dak. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let I just check. listened to this episode. Yes. Yes, it was right. Yeah. But isn't that funny? I think that's the third time because I think Rural Farm Boy sent that one to us. And then we did it out of the trivia box and we just did it again <laughs> and I'm still looking at it going I don't know I know it's not Dash Rendar or Wes <laughs> oh, Dash Rendar is uh, Shadows of the Empire right right yeah kind of funny that his name popped up in trivia after us talking about the Black Sun <laughs> oh, dude, oh um, side note um, I was at work and we were watching the Mandalorian while we work and um while we're working and somebody walks in and they're we're watching the first episode just had it on in the background and he's like wait a minute is that a a beak was was it b crumb like salacious b crumb is that salacious b crumb yeah is that a salacious b crumb being turned uh, like like cooked on the steak and another one watching it it's like that's messed up <laughs> <laughs> i've never caught that i'm like oh man that's favreau and baloney at their best 
they set right. the tone. That was so good. They were probably like, you know, this guy laughing all the time in Return of the Jedi just pissed me off. And <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna show <laughs> exactly poking out C3PO's eye. Like <laughs> right. revenge is a dish best served cold. Or warm if you're a a Kawaki right. lizard. Exactly. Um, all right. Who told Han Solo that he was a good fighter? I feel like this is a repeat too. Huh. Princess Leia. General Reekin. Lobot. Lando. It's General Reekin. L- oh, okay. I think. I was going to say go? Lando. I was going to say Lando because I'm like... I, who's General Reekin? Can you like remind me who he the is? The Empire Strikes Back. You're a good... You're a oh, good fighter solo. I in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. All right. We're just going to do them all because I think they're all easy. Okay. C. 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 Yeah. No, this one, the answer is A. C. Oh. C is Dengar. Oh, D how about is, that? D is Bosk. Uh-huh. Okay, D hold on. Who are the bounty hunters uh, on the bridge of the... Um, Star Destroyer that Darth Vader talks to. You're you're in the the exact location, same situation, but what what is Darth Vader saying? Uh, what is he saying? He's saying he, to find Solo and find him alive, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Come find on, the man. ship. Find the ship. It's a big, it's a big one. It's a big quote. Oh gosh! No disintegrations. There you go. Who does he <laughs> say that to? Uh, Boba Fett. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that Boba was the Fett. question. Or bounty hunter. Yeah. It's like who? Who does he say that quote to? And obviously, it's Boba Fett. So yeah. Bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. Right. Bounty hunters. We don't need that scum. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one. We talked about that. They show up out of nowhere in like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a definition of speed dial. If I've ever seen. (laughs) I I echoed myself from another, probably like the last episode. Okay. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a repeat. (laughs) Which Imperial officer was in charge of the ground assault against the rebels on Hoth? I know this one too. These are easy this week. Veers, close. Oh, try to Veers, Veers. Yes, yeah. there you yeah. go. <laughs> there it is. Veers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is because we're learning. We're it's a repeat. Yeah, yeah. You like that guy? I know you like that guy. Yeah, I like General Veers. Yeah, him and uh, Admiral Biet are Admiral like the best. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's it. We just we were gonna do just two, and we did all five because why not? They were easy. Oh, um, show. All right, so. Uh, before we close, no, we're done. Never mind. Tune in next week to find out what Arc Trooper Fives was going to say just now, and he will tell you. CloneArmyRadio at gmail.com. Yes. You know what to do. You know what to do. Do it. And, you know, we're not really fishing for reviews or anything, but if you feel like getting on iTunes and giving us a five star review, you know. We'd be cool with that. It always puts a smile on our faces. And, you know, I was thinking about that on my way home from work. I'm like, wow, we just got another five star review. When was that last week? Mm-hmm. And it makes us feel good. Like, you know, someone out there is listening, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is. 
it's a cool feeling um we just hope that you know we're entertaining that's all like that's all we're just we're just two simple clones making our way in the galaxy (laughs) like our father before us (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) of course you did sir (laughs) <laughs> all right and as as per usual for real thank you all for listening yeah love, love you. yeah so much fun doing this and I, I can't i cannot wait to talk more star wars i for the next episodes coming up or book of boba fett this is gonna be a lot of fun episode 66 is coming oh boy look oh, out yeah. for that one mark that one on your calendars and uh yeah um next week see you soon May the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be witches. I'm a chicken hawk. (laughs) Admiral (laughs) Piet. All right. I'm a chicken hawk. Admiral Piet.